I think in general, like direction is just movement towards something and maybe movement towards the goal, movement towards a place, movement towards a person, but you, you know, you choose that direction. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kidboy Cooper and I am your host. I have a tremendous, very accomplished guest with me today. Um, But first, I want to talk about what this interview is about, what this conversation, the topic we're going to cover today. The topic we're covering is the difference between direction and distraction. Now, while that might sound simple, you know, it, it really is a very it's an acute skill you have to be able to learn and you have to be able to uh, discern what is distracting you and what is actually giving you uh, direction. And direction can come in a lot of different ways, um, whether it is criticism or feedback or or whatever that is. Um, that that's these are forms of direction. And sometimes, you know, our own egos and things like that can can make us confused about whether uh, we're being directed or distracted. And so it's really important that we talk about the difference between direction and distraction. And I have a guest with me who has been to over 60 countries and has seen things and places that you and I have never seen. And so their perspective on what direction and versus distraction looks like is going to be wildly different from ours because if you're like myself, who's only been in the United States, we tend to think about things a certain way and we tend to to focus on things a certain way. And uh, I think the jury's still out on whether uh, <laughs> that's actually helping or hurting us. So um, I'm not going to go any longer. Uh, I'm going to introduce uh, my guest. How would you like to be addressed? Um, you have your normal name, uh, you have your, your, I'm assuming your government name, but then you also have an African name as well. Tell us a little bit about your name, uh, what you do and, um, why you're here to talk with us today. Okay. Most definitely, man. Thank you again for letting me, you know, come on your platform. Um, my name is Taye Uhuru. That's an African name. That's a name I chose for myself. So, you know, what does that mean? Oh, you said what it means? Taye, that's a a Amharic word. That's the language that they speak in Ethiopia. So Taye, it means to to see something, to have a vision. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uhuru, that's a Swahili word. That's a um, language that they use in Southern, Eastern Africa, like Kenya and Tanzania, and it's freedom. So my name has a meaning, you know, to see uh, he who has seen freedom, to see freedom. Yeah. That's basically name that's love man that's fantastic taye uhuru um thank you so much for being here man um 
So, so what you been doing these last couple of years, man? Tell us, tell us about your journeys. Taye has a, a YouTube channel where he he documents a lot of things, and I have so many questions based off of what I've been watching on your content and all the places you've been. You were in a in a in a pyramid in one of your videos, yeah. just like out, just crazy stuff. So, so tell us, tell us what you've been doing. How how are you traveling? What made you want to do all of that? Like, what's what's your background? Um. Well, I, I got my passport in 2010. So for the last 10 years, I've been just going around the world. You know, I'm into history. I'm a historian. I'm into genealogy. I do a lot of uh, family trees and research, a lot of African history, black history. Um, I do a lot of things in the community. I co-founded a, a food co-op. Um, I do a lot of volunteering at community centers. I volunteered at orphanages. You know, like I said, I'm a musician. I've been recording with artists all around the world, you know, shooting music videos. And like you said, you mentioned my uh, YouTube channel. Um, I try to produce a lot of content about Africa and traveling. You know what I'm saying? A lot of positive content because, you know, a lot of times what we see on TV or what we learn in school and the depictions of Africa and African people is usually something negative, something violent, something sad, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. I think we only see certain things, right? Certain representations uh, of Africa, of other countries, and they can be very distracting um, from from maybe what the truth is for those specific regions. What's something that you learned um, as far as uh, direction versus distraction in your travels? Like, do you, what is your perception on that? Because I, I know in one video you were kind of talking about you were walking through um, Ethiopia and you were looking at these different houses and things and you just kept saying they're never going to show you this. You know, these are there would be some of those were beautiful homes. And uh, you were just saying how like this is not even a, a really well to do part of town. This is just where I'm at. You know, and 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 what I'm looking at directly around me is nothing like what uh what we see on tv right you know the images you see of of black and brown continents um so tell us tell us a little bit about that um well like you said direction i think it's like like i say i'm a historian so i do a lot of research so i look to people like marcus garvey and malcolm x and the things that they have taught me about Africa and African people, you know, to keep me focused. But then you have, you do have the distractions, like I say, the media or images and pictures and negative things that may create fear or hesitation, you know, or even lack of interest. You know, a lot of people may not even be motivated to, to pick up a book and try to learn things for themselves. They just kind of accept it as it is, mm -hmm. you know, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I mean, I haven't been out of the country, so. Um, which okay. I plan to change in 2021. Um, right, right. But uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm always interested to hear what the perspectives are. You know, um, I believe it's far easier to see uh, the truth of the matter when you're when you when you're backed up a little bit, when you're not so close to it. Um, and I listen to different people who uh, who live overseas and the way that they view. Americans, the way that they view African Americans, Black Americans, um, um, the way that we are, our, our communities are structured. Uh, what What's something that you've learned, um, you know, about how African or or other 
countries, uh, communities are set up versus the way that we uh, are are kind of governed or govern ourselves, our own social, um, you know, structures here in the United States? Um, I think one of the biggest things is the family structure. Like when you go to Africa and different parts of the world, uh, people tend to be more family orientate, orientated, you know, by African-Americans being kidnapped and brought here. A lot of times our families was destroyed and torn apart. So we have a different experience with the family. So maybe in some parts of Africa, um, your aunts and your uncles, they may be more looked at as a, a mother or a father or, you know, your cousins. They may be more looked looked at as brothers and sisters is a little bit closer you go to different countries and you see people a lot of foreigners even when they come to america they may have a house full of people mm. you know they may have a, a car full of people you know you laugh about it but that is a part of their success that they are able to cooperative economic yeah. cooperative yeah. you know yeah. so even though they may have a little bit if they put it all together they can get a lot they can get more yeah you know, they make sure everybody has something so kind of like in America and African Americans, we more so individualized. Like it's about me and myself, or me and my kids. You know, that's my brother, and that's his kids. Or you know, that's the dude up the street. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's right. more community based when you go into different countries. Interesting. I guess in my mind, I think that plays uh, a big part in the way that um, you know the ideas we have about ourselves, right? Uh, because if you only see yourself as singular and not as a part of a, a, a large body, a large entity, it's it's I think that can be distracting in of itself because you don't understand where you fit in the grander scheme of things. You don't understand that you're part of an entire body. You know, I think uh, that American individualism uh, can be very counterproductive, be very distracting uh, from from. Um, the reality that we are all in this together, especially, you know, as it pertains to um, black and brown people. Um, so that's that's interesting that you say that. I struggle with. I'm going to get into the questions here in just a second. But when you said that, well, no, it's <laughs> but when you said that, um, it just kind of made me think, you know. The the reality is that I see about the United States um, that I see about my own community at times is that there's so much ego in the way of community. There's so much identity uh, that it prevents people from operating as a unit. And um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't think people should not be individuals, but I also do believe, like you were saying, that group economics, and 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 working together is super super important but it seems almost impossible sometimes has that been your experience in the united states versus other places well yeah i could speak more to my experiences in uh america i mean just i work in the community a lot so like i said we're trying to do a food co-op so basically for people that's not familiar it's like a grocery store but a grocery store is privately owned. If I open my own grocery store, then I get all of the profits. I make all of the decisions. But if we have a community with a thousand people and we all put in a hundred dollars and then we open this store, we shop at this store, 
we buy from the store and then other people come and shop from the store. We take the profits and we divide it amongst the same thousand people that invested into this store. And then when we make decisions, we can vote on these things. So if it's a certain product and we say, well, we don't want that in our community or we do want this or we do, mm. you know, those types of things. Like you go maybe say to maybe like an Asian community or Arab community, it's, it's a little bit more structured, you know, say like, yeah. I'm from Cleveland, it may be uh, say a hundred different corner stores and they may be owned by the Arab community. So they may order everything they get from one place and one truck may come and stop at all these stores and all of these stores sell the same thing. You know, it's more like a unit. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? If I'm a black person and I just open up my own store and another black person open up their own store, we really not in communication. We're not, you know what I'm saying, right. working together. So. Right. And the, the idea of having a co-op or a cooperative um, you get to control the type of foods and things like that that are in your environment, that are in your community, uh, which would directly affect and um, probably benefit uh, many urban communities who are who who exist in food deserts and experience all kinds of health and and wellness challenges based off of the fact that nutrition is so scarce in their direct environment and not everyone has a car and stuff like that. So that's, that's amazing, man. Um, and you said you've, you've, you've founded co-ops in other countries as well, and you're looking to do one in Cleveland. Well, no, no, I, I co-founded a co-op in Cleveland. That's, oh, where okay. I'm, that's where I'm from. That's where I'm from. So gotcha. that's where I started. At. So we don't have like a building yet. Okay. We've just been doing it like the last two years. Okay. So we were still working on that. But I've I've joined another co-op in um in South Africa, but it was it was a financial co-op. They have different okay. types of co-op. You could do a land co-op, a housing co-op, a workers co-op. You know, it's just different ways you can do it. So a lot of these things are still in the process. Wow. That's dope, man. Oh my goodness. All right, well, let me go on ahead and get into these questions because I could just be rambling and talking to you about all kinds of stuff. No, it's uh, all good. For, we got a, I got time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my, one of my first questions is, is how would you define direction? I think in general, like direction is just movement towards something. It may be movement towards the goal, movement towards a place, movement towards a person. But, you, you know, you choose that direction. Okay. And, and what would you say... Um, the characteristics of a distraction are? Um, I think distractions are maybe things that uh, they may slow you down, they may slow your movement down, or they may prevent you from moving at all. What has been um, something you've noticed about the direction of people, of communities in your travels? What direction is is the rest of the world facing. Um, I was looking at your videos and you were talking about uh, how, what was it, Ethiopia was building. Uh, and I'm looking at these huge structures and all these new houses and stuff. So I'm wondering, what is the direction of the rest of the world uh, as you see it, having been so many places? Uh, what is the direction of that? Um, I think it depends on the country. Um, a lot of some countries, the direction is just to develop and have stability, you know, create income, create uh, 
a strong economy. Then you see some countries, the direction is to be a superpower. They want to have the strongest and best weapons in the world. You know, and I think it, it just really depends. Like in some some communities, like where I'm from in Cleveland, you see a, a lack of direction or you see that distractions is more dominant than the actual direction. You know, we, we're not all going in the same direction. People are going different ways. Hmm. And that's not as prevalent in other countries, you would say? People have a, a stronger sense of community, which then maybe uh, enables stronger direction? I think it, it depends because... In some in some communities, you have people say, for example, poverty is a is a big issue all around the world. No matter where you go, you have poor people. But then, in some cases, poverty doesn't necessarily equate to more violence and murder and killings amongst those that group of people. Mm, okay. So that their sense of community is stronger. Like I say, maybe in certain parts of Africa, you know, you do see violence, and some parts you see less, where you see people they can share, you know what I'm saying? So like from my experience in comparison to living in the United States, say like if I'm with three or four African people and I have a bag of chips, one bag of chips, they would we would pass it around and we would offer to each other and we would share, you know, if I had a, a bottle of water to drink, it, it would be passed around and shared. But going back to the individualism that you see more so in America is like this. Yeah. This is my bottle of water. This is my bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is my money. This is my block. This is my street. This is my corner. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But it, it's so many different countries. So a lot of people, as Americans, we sometimes we may generalize the world. Like, well, the rest of the world is chaotic too. It's problems everywhere, or you know, it's dangerous everywhere, or it's racism everywhere, and. and depending on the country you you may not have those experiences really so there's not racism everywhere (laughs) i don't think so no i mean in the the racism as as how i know it you know what i'm saying so and for example now they may have other problems but say you go to a country in africa say this airline is all black the flight attendants are black the pilot is black. You get to the airport, you go to the ATM, everybody on the money is black. The airport is named after somebody black. The street is named after somebody black. Everybody around you is black. So that's not the, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not the main issue that you would face. Right. Where have you seen the most shortcomings regarding direction versus distraction in your travels? Um, I know you talked about, you feel like there's stronger communities Um in other places and because in America we value um, well we value independence and 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 capitalism which basically uh, enforces individualism um, as, as especially as uh, the the most viable means of, of controlling or building wealth so would you say where, where, where would you say the most shortcomings are? Uh, regarding those two things uh, the one thing is economics plays a part you know what i'm saying it's like i can't travel as much as i would like or as frequently and as fast and you know to a certain comfort level because i may not have the money you know what i'm saying so i may have to sacrifice my time in order to get that money you know what i'm saying i have mm-hmm. to make a decision so that could be a, like a distraction in itself 
You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. I could work a job 40 hours a week and then I maybe could make $50,000, but I don't have time no more. I can't travel. I only get two weeks, two mm-hmm. weeks of vacation. So that would be some of the shortcuts. Continuing to figure out ways to create, um, you know, a cash flow. So I can spend more time studying and researching and volunteering in the community because I'm not getting paid. You know what I'm saying for that. You have to figure out, and this is something I'm worried, uh, not worried, uh, working on doing too. And I've been moderately successful with it. I'm looking for more growth. But you have to figure out a way to finance your purpose, a way to fund your purpose, to create uh, provisions for your purpose. And, uh, you know, the the whatever direction it is that you want to go in, uh, I I, I can I resonate with that. Um, Not having the finances or being trying to figure out what your resources look like um, is always very, very distracting. Um, because you can't, it, it immobilizes you. The idea or the reality that um, the rest of the world is cut off to you based off of your monetary situation. Um, is yeah, that the same yeah. way everywhere? Um, the importance of money, I mean, money is important ev- everywhere. E- economics is important everywhere. But like I say, when you go into different countries, you have um I don't, I don't know like i said you have a stronger family bond so it's like if you don't have something you have more support and you mm-hmm. have more resources to pull from right you know what i'm saying like it's just you so like basically if you need something you have to go and get it or maybe your mother or your father but outside of that you know what i'm saying it's, it's pretty much on you that's that's kind of how it feels in america and some people have bigger and stronger families right where they could do a little bit more but like i say if you go going to say you go to um you go to ghana or senegal you had a wolof tribe you have the ashanti tribe you have the zulu tribe you know these people have been around for hundreds of years so it feel like it's a it's a richer history it's a it's a it's a, a deeper connection right with a, a, a ethnic group you know what i'm saying versus african-americans where it's like we more so just scattered about and we still trying to find our way so everybody you know really just trying to you know catch a wave and and get what they can get because mm, we haven't we haven't recovered yet you know what i'm saying we in that process we in the process of that yeah yeah i believe that's a big distraction for a lot of people um is this idea that they don't i know for myself i should i'll say that for myself that has been a distraction for me is understanding that you may move or think or behave or plan differently from other people and so you feel like you don't have any community uh, based off of the fact that your intentions are different from other people's. Um, do people mm-hmm. in other continents, uh, especially in Africa, how is that for the for the the person who's the odd man out, the person who has vision, the person who is independent, the person who uh, wants to create new things? Is there support in the community for those type of initiatives? Is that a distraction to the general direction of certain ethnic groups? Um, what is the innovation like for uh, other people of color around the world? Well, I think that um, technologically, you know, we have more advantages here. 
Okay. So it, it is a lot of creativity in Africa, but they the the resources and the outlets are not as accessible in that regard. So say for example, if I want to go to a music studio and I want to record and make music, or I want to buy a camera and I want to film things, a lot of times they lack in that regard. They they may not be able to get that camera. They may not be able to get that studio session. It may not. It may only be one studio around you know what i'm saying we're here we have a lot more accessibility to those things but like i say africa is also you know building and developing at this time hmm. you think uh five ten years they'll be uh they'll be looking a lot different from a technology standpoint from an access standpoint because it sounds to me um you know because you need you need community um you can't a house divided against itself can't stand, right? You can't have everybody mm-hmm. go in all different directions and expect to accomplish something. Um, and I believe right. one of the things that we struggle with in, in the black community is that that individualism, which is good, but you know, I believe it can be very toxic because it can be void of understanding. It can be void of purpose, um, which is, you know, uh, the, I, I was talking about this in another podcast, which, you know, purpose is, is huge. You got to know what the purpose of your life is or what the purpose of whatever it is that you're trying to do. That helps you inform, you know, your direction. Um, that's what helps you you figure out that the direction you're trying to go in and then also differentiate, you know, whether something's a distraction or not. Uh, what have right. you realized um, in your own experience about uh, direction versus distractions, like in as you've traveled and and have you, as you have worked with so many different kinds of people and made music and met people, where when have you have you gotten distracted from your purpose at all? Have you veered off course and had to redirect? Like, what has that been like for you? Because when I look at your when I look at your content, I see so many different things. I don't know how you could not get distracted. You know, wanting to see everything wanting to talk to everybody. Um, how do you manage that on, on, on your own personal level? I mean, it's a, it's an everyday struggle. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're trying to take the world over, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, life happens. So, I mean, you do have distractions. Sometimes it's self-inflicted and sometimes things, you know, happen that's out of your control. You know what I'm saying? You can't control the company you keep the people you have around you, the decisions you make. You know, it's a lot of distractions. Money, like I said, I, I need the money, but it can be a distraction as well. If I, you know what I'm saying, choose to spend 40 hours a week working or drugs can be a distraction or women can be a distraction. You know, cars, wanting to have nice things, you know what I'm saying? I, it's, it's hard for me to do both, you know what I'm saying? Have a new car, have a nice place, have nice clothes and travel the world and read every day and educate myself yeah you know this is you have to make a decision and you have to choose when you find your purpose like it's kwanzaa uh, i think two days ago was nia purpose yep so when for people that's listening when you find your purpose you got to get obsessed with it that's all you're gonna Mm. think about you're gonna sleep thinking about it you're gonna wake up thinking about it that's all you're gonna talk about you know people but you always talking about that african stuff you always talking about (laughs) you know what i'm saying when you first start 
out. People may look at you like you're crazy, or they may laugh, or you're going to go to Africa, man, they're going to kidnap you, this is going to happen, how you going to go to Africa, you can't do that, this not going to happen. They don't like this, 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 and this. But as time goes on and, and 10 years go by, and they like, man, you know, you was right, I see what you was trying to do, okay, and, you know, things may turn around, you know? Well, those are distractions, though, right? Those are Those are the distractions. That's not, you know... You said when you f- discover your purpose or even your direction, you know, you have to become obsessed with it. You have to be so motivated to do it that you won't listen to anybody tell you not to. Um, I think that's one of the, 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 they don't talk to you about, at least they didn't talk to me about that. Like, you know, people always tell you, oh, be a good person, go out and, and do great things, yada, 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 all this stuff. I know that sounds great, but what they don't tell you is the immediate opposition that the same people who told you to go be great are going to have to you going and being great, to you wanting to try something different, uh, to you wanting to establish a different direction. Because, you know, I can only imagine the the uh, conversations that you've had with people when you tell them um, that you've been to 60 countries, uh, that you're from Cleveland, Ohio, that, you know just the beginning part of that process of, uh, you know, back in, when, when was your first trip? Uh, out the country? Yeah. Uh, I got my passport in 2010. The first place I went, I went to Amsterdam. Okay. So and when the- you first decided to go to Amsterdam, you know, I'm sure there was all kinds of distractions uh, or and, and people trying to deter you from starting this journey of traveling everywhere, right? Yeah, because a lot of people especially more so African-Americans, we don't really get to travel as much. So we don't have a lot of knowledge and experience with, with traveling. But I think, like I said, this was 10 years ago. So now you see m- way more people traveling. At least it's more content. You know, if somebody went on a trip, you may hear about it. But now you can see it like, oh, this is how I look. It's, it's pictures, it's positive things being shown. All I see is pictures of Saturini Greece, man. That's what I'll be seeing. Everybody going to Dubai or Greece. Right, right. But, I mean, you can still see it's it's available for every friend you have on Facebook to see it. You know what I'm saying? But it was a time where it wasn't like that. You know, you just heard about it. Like, I, I I have people in my family that went to Africa you know, but they went in the nineties and stuff yep. like that. So yep. we, we really didn't get to see much of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. My, my uncle, my, my, my dad's uncle, um, he's, he's also a world traveler as well. That's why I always find it really interesting to talk to y'all because he always says he's a citizen of the world, um, because he's been so many places. So I'm sure, you know, that's something that you can relate to too, just because, I feel like that has to make you different, right? That has to change completely the mindset that you go into uh, the rest, of, that you show up with for the rest of your life because you just have such vastly different experiences than maybe the person sitting next to you. How has that, yeah, yeah. you know, has that been something that you've experienced and is that distracting at times? 
Today is the day and now is the time. If you have a good idea, good intentions, and are looking for a way to get audience and to get your great message out to the world, I encourage you to start your very own podcast. You would be surprised the amount of folks who are waiting to hear your content. My name is Kibway Cooper, and I have been an audio engineer for the past seven years, and I am offering one-on-one coaching to help you get through the beginning stages of creating your very own podcast. Please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. My email address is empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. We offer one-on-one coaching, a live masterclass, and even a 10-module course that will take you through the entire process of creating, producing, and distributing your podcast to your very own listeners. This is a great avenue to connect with your audience and to connect with people who are in need of your voice. Again, reach out to me at empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com and let's get your podcast started today. Like I say, it's kind of like a balance. You know what I'm saying? I look like any other African-American man, you know, I look like a normal brother. So, you know, when people talk to me and then I, you know, once we get into a conversation and they're like, oh, wow, you do that or you did that, you know, it's kind of like that. But by me going to so many countries in such a short period of time, you know, a lot of those experiences and things I'm still processing and I'm going to continue to process those things. And some things I pick up on immediately and the things that, I see to help me elevate to be a better person. I try to take them and apply them to my life and, you know, share those things with other people. And that's why I create the content because when I went to Africa, maybe eight years ago, it wasn't as many people online with videos of African malls or African cities and African cars and showing just normal things. Like, because when you, when you visit places like that, people ask me about animals and they ask me about, you know, negative things. So, hmm. yeah. So you got to create um, the consciousness. You know, one video, one talk, one podcast at a time. Because you know, people are just stuck. I think. I think people are very, very much stuck in the experiences that they've already had, and so that binds them from having new experiences. You know, um, you get stuck in a negative direction and you can't redirect or you have problems redirecting based off of, you know, all the distractions that are around you, whether it's your friends or your family or whoever it is just telling you you can't do something uh, or that, that you know, we don't do that. I can't stand when people do that. We don't do this. Who is we? Who are we talking about? Have you heard people say stuff like that, too? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, sometimes we generalize, but it's we speaking for other people. And yeah. I, no. You do a lot of things, right? You're an author, you you make music, you're an artist, um, you're an educator, and you travel all the time. So how do you balance doing all of those things? Like, is there a point in time where being that gifted or having that much purpose, that much direction can become a distraction? Like, how do you decide what to do when? <laughs> right. I mean, it's a struggle. It's an everyday struggle just to make balance and timing and scheduling. And I think everybody go through that, no matter what they're doing, you know, because we only have so much time. We only have so much money. So I just try to make a balance of it. So like the last five years, I've been writing my book 
So that's been a major part of my life, doing a lot of research. So I spent a lot of time interviewing elders in the community and reaching out to people and looking for people. I'm going to universities, funeral homes, city halls, downtowns, going to news stations, you know, just collecting research and information. So I, I cut back on traveling to a certain level, but I didn't completely stop traveling. Yeah. So I, I spent a lot of time typing on the airplane or in my hotel reading and doing things like that. But now that the book is finished, I'm spending more time doing interviews and talking to people about the book and my yeah. travels. So, it, you know, it's kind of creating more room for me to get back out there. But now we had COVID, so it's, uh, it's like, man. Right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, right. Always funny. So you've been working on, uh, we haven't even talked about um, about your book yet. Um, but so this is a great time to start that. You've been working on a book for five years. Can you tell us about what this, what the book is? Yeah, definitely. Well, I've been, I've been writing a book for the last five years, but I kind of started this journey maybe 10 years ago. So I wrote a book, it's called the Afro set. And it's about an organization in Cleveland. Um, my uncle, he co-founded the organization and this was in the 1960s. So this was around the time when the, the civil rights movement was declining and the black power movement was rising. So the Afro said was like a black power organization. So the Afro, that stands for, that's short for like African. So they was uh, one of the first groups to bring African culture into the community. So they opened up different shops and they would sell Afri Afrocentric items. They would sell dashikis, dresses, African uh, jewelry, African pottery, African earrings and necklaces and different things. But they would actually make these things. So it created the income. They were trying to become independent. And inside of the shops, they would have classes. They would have self-defense classes. They would have classes on drug awareness, classes on history, economics, classes on um Swahili, they would learn African languages and they would change their names, you know, the African names. They had breakfast programs, uh, they had lunch programs, they would, you know, buy bikes for kids in the community. Yeah. They built the theater. Um, they didn't build the theater, they created a theater. They, they rented out a storefront and turned it into a theater. So they would do poetry readings, they would do fashion shows. Um, they would do plays, they would do musical performances. And like I say, it was like a, a Afrocentric organization. Wow. The Afro set, huh? That's awesome. And this book is available, correct? Yeah, definitely. So where can, where can our, our, our listeners find your book and uh, connect with you? I got a website. Um, it's campcleveland.org. C A M P C L E V E L A N D dot O R G. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok. I'm on YouTube. And my name is the same Camp Cleveland. Camp Cleveland. Okay. We'll make sure that that's in the show notes for you guys so you can pick up um, the Afro set and also follow our guest um, who is, is incredibly unique. Um, so this idea of traveling a lot uh taille um it's 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 a little daunting for for me one i love to travel but then also there's such a learning curve every single place you go i believe uh whether <laughs> it's learning the l system like i was in chicago whether it's learning you know train routes and times like it is in 
in New York, whether it's learning all the different roads and the different highways in L.A., uh, and which, what not to take, what not to get stuck on, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so how do you navigate these different places um, without getting, you know, I don't know, lost consistently? <laughs> well, the number one thing that I could say to people if they um interested in traveling, but they really, you know, don't know how to go about doing it, you know, for the first time, is I would say just do your research. And like I say, now you have more content. You can look up different things. You know, like I say, a lot of people think Africa is a very dangerous place, but it's over six, it's, it's over 50 different countries in Africa. So dozens, at least 24 of those countries are ranked, you know, more peaceful, more safer than the United States, you know, less mm. violent crime, less murder, less gun violence and things of that nature. And these are things that you can look up. You can look you can look up how many Americans have died in this country. The United States keeps a record of, of, of these things. So it can help you clear up a lot of misconceptions, regardless of where you want to go. You can watch YouTube videos. You can look up music from that country. Maybe uh, there may be a restaurant in, in your city. Like say if you want to go to Ethiopia, you know, they may have an Ethiopian restaurant in your city. Try the food, you know, kind of get into the festivities of it you know, before you go. So that way you feel more comfortable. And then you can, you can join a travel group. I take groups back to Africa. We got seven different tours. We go to seven different countries. You know, you can do a payment plan if you can't pay all at once, you know. Wow. So you actually take groups back and show them the things that you've discovered too. Yeah, definitely. I've taken uh, middle school students, high school students, college students, young adults, elders, Really, that's awesome, man. I'm gonna have to hit. I'm gonna have to hit you up, man, because uh, I really, ooh, really want to want to take some time and get out of the country this this year in 2021. Um, all right, last question before we get into our thought exercise. Uh, thank you so much, man, for spending time with us and uh, telling us about your book, The Afro Set. Um, it sounds really, really cool, man. I'm definitely gonna have to thank you. To I appreciate you, man. Yeah, y'all go <laughs> check out this book and and check out Camp Cleveland on all the social platforms: Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Check out Camp Cleveland and and follow what this man is doing. Um, he he takes it takes it upon himself to bring content and to bring perspective into this ever changing world. And and it's and it's important because we gotta know what else is out there we can't get so distracted by you know the 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 oversaturation that we experience every day that we lose our own individual direction and understanding other people helps you understand yourself and why you do things the way that you do so even like we were just talking about you know you mentioned uh that other communities, other countries have a stronger sense of community, which enables them to survive and thrive in situations that maybe other people couldn't because they have that built-in support system. That's a huge thing to know. And even though that's not, we're not even talking about the United States, that offers so much perspective as to how we're structuring our own communities here in the United States that that individualism that can become very, very toxic and counterproductive, depending on, you know, what's going on. So thank you so much for being here, man. Um, What would your number one suggestion be to our listeners on how to 
accept more direction, how to establish more direction and avoid the distractions that come along with it, or maybe better, you know, uh, navigate through the distractions that come along with it. I think you can look to the people for direction, you know, positive people, especially if it's something that's dealing with your purpose, no matter what it is. If if you love basketball and you want to play basketball, you can look to Michael Jordan and LeBron and Kobe. You know, like I say, I'm looking at Malcolm and I'm looking at Marcus Garvey. You know, those are the people that help. They give me direction, mm. you know, so you have to do a certain level of research and study, you know what I'm saying? Whatever field it is, you know. So you got to find people um, and borrow their direction until yours becomes more evident, more clear. <laughs> I think, um, I think it, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing that too much, but is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, definitely, man. Cause you have heroes, you have people you look up to. I mean, if it's somebody positive and they, they done did the things that you're trying to do or right. that you want to do or something similar, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that would be a good thing. And then there's people that you may not know about, you know, like I say, if you continue to research and study and, you'll find, you know, different things to motivate you. And because you may get to a point where you feel like you're stagnant, like you're not moving and you can't figure out why or what's to do next. And they may, you know, create uh, innovativeness, you know, inside of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, well, I just read this. Yeah, I think I know what to do now. Right, right. Uh, I had a guest on um, uh, my last, one of my uh, previous episodes. And one of the things he said was, you have to borrow other people's faith in you sometimes. And I think the same um, applies here. You know, you have to borrow other people's direction. If you don't have direction, find somebody positive in a space that you want to be in and just start doing what they do, reading the books they read, uh, watching the things they watch. Um, I had a, uh, a friend mentor tell me, um, pick somebody that you like and read every book that they've read. And it'll almost be the same thing as coaching. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you all grab the Afro set, um, and and let this man coach your mind and and get you right. You know what I mean? Um, especially if you don't, if you're listening and you're kind of struggling, trying to figure out your direction in life, especially in 2021. Uh, you know, I would start with some good books. I would start with some audio books, some good, some good channels, some good podcasts. And start borrowing direction. Start following people who have direction, like Camp Cleveland, like Empower You Podcast, like other people. Um, and and things will continue to to reveal themselves to you. That's the thing about time. It always answers the questions that you're looking for. Uh, it just might, you know, take a little while. I just think it's really dope what you do, man. I I, I want so badly to get out more than I do. And I think it's courageous. And it's also important to see yourself doing things, see people who look like you doing things, making it possible. Representation is so important. Um, and, and, and representation that you can, you can relate to, right? Um, I'm from Gary, Indiana. I'm not sure if you okay. heard about Gary, Indiana, but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, okay. So, you know, so it's it's great to see other brothers just completely getting outside of the box because I've always felt like I was way outside of the box. And you mm-hmm. start to not fit into your community after a while because you're 
that's what I mean, you know, when I was asking you earlier about, um, about returning home after some of these trips, like everything has to look different. Every, everything has to look different. Everything has to feel different once you've been someplace, um, you know, and, and I think sometimes that's the fear, right? That people don't want to get out of their comfort zone because they realize once they're out, you can't go back. It's a, it's a higher level of accountability, you know what I'm saying? Because you know better now, you know what I'm saying? Mm. The more you learn, the more you experience things, it's harder to make excuses because mm. you know, like, okay, you know, so uh, it, when people go to a different countries, sometimes they experience like a culture shock. Right. And then some people, when they go to different countries they and they come back home, they experience reverse culture shock and they they see more things that's wrong with yeah, you know, the place that they actually was born and raised in. So I kind of fall into that, but that's why I say I, I volunteer a lot and I'm active in the community. So it's like I I haven't really lost sight or touch of what's going on in my neighborhood, you know. Right, right. And I think you said something earlier that's really that's really poignant to me. You said there's a higher level of accountability. And for anybody who's listening, I think this ties very, very closely to your direction. Your direction will create a higher level of accountability than your distractions will. That's a really good way to differentiate between your direction and your distraction. Your distractions are going to, things that distract you from the accountability are always going to in some ways feel easier, right? Um, they're going to feel newer sometimes or, 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 you know, they're the next shiny thing. Um, but that accountability that comes with knowing your direction, you know, when you set out to write the book, you know, your direction was what made you, uh, um, obsessed, right? That, that desire to make something or create something that didn't exist before and to make it excellent. You know, that direction creates an accountability to that journey. That's very interesting that you put it that way. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I gotta, I gotta check your book out, man. I'm really no, interested. Thank you. Man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. And then you gotta keep, you know, the people around you, you know, people that that's gonna help help keep you accountable you know what i'm saying you don't want people that's just gonna say yes 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 people that gonna say you know man you supposed to be working on your stuff or why you ain't doing you know what you're supposed to be doing you know and vice versa right right and that's a that's a measure of direction too you know that that accountability that accountability man i'm glad you said that that's that's really really a great way to put that you know your direction creates accountability and that's and, and and when you watch someone else's direction and follow their direction, you start to learn how to be accountable. And that can lead you to having a better purpose or discovering more purpose. You know, that accountability, that consistency. Consistency is everything. Oh, man. Okay. Well, um, we are now going to do the last segment of the interview, which is my favorite part. Uh, the mm-hmm. thought exercises. The thought exercises uh, basically give you um, the option to do whatever you want, um, to leave something with our guests. Uh, I do all of the thought exercises. I do reflections on them. I think about them. 
uh, throughout the week, um, as do our listeners. And uh, we we have really discovered some really awesome things in these thought exercises. They are just beautiful. And so I can't wait to hear uh, what your thought exercise is going to be. So, uh, Taye, um, take it away, man. Okay. Now, I was going to ask you about the thought exercise. I ain't know exactly what to do, but I was just thinking, like, to leave something with the guest, I would say just – like I said before, continue to do your research, read. Marcus Garvey said you're supposed to read something every day, you know, especially if it's pertaining to your direction, it's pertaining to your purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, study the greats, get the books, challenge yourself daily. Consistency is key, like you said, every day. Eat, sleep, wake up. This is all you talk about. You know what I'm saying? Push yourself continuously. Like I'm traveling. I want to I want to see every country in the world. So I, I push myself. I, I spoke English. I was born in America. Then I learned some Spanish. Then I learned some Portuguese. Then I learned some some French. Now I want to I'm gonna have to learn three or four different more languages. I want to keep, you know, saying extending my purpose. Yeah. It, it started out just you know, it starts out small, but then it turns into a bigger and a greater goal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And just look at, you know, like I say, the people that are have done or are doing what you want to do. Don't try not to think small. Try not to think local. Think globally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look at music. Look at Jay-Z or the artist that he made. Just, his goal was just to get a record deal. But he ended up being a, a record label owner. He ended up being a billionaire, a CEO. You know, even up being a mogul, you know, so continue to push yourself. You said reading, reading something Definitely. every day that has to do with your direction, whatever you think that is. Um, you also said being consistent with that. Yeah, consistent. Don't let a day go by every day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> every day just you know just keep being creative and thinking a different way yeah that's that's great man that's great i i so i my goal i I tweeted this a a while back uh actually a couple days ago and uh my goal in 2021 is to read more is to read more books um and so this this thought exercise goes right in line with that and it's crazy how that always happens i'll have some kind of goal for myself and then I'll get on a podcast and I'll be talking with a guest and they'll give a thought exercise that just rings true something that I already knew I needed to do you know and so um these thought exercises are as much for me as they are for the audience uh I completely use them they've they've changed my life so if any of you all are listening if only thing that you do is scroll to the last couple minutes of every single podcast and listen to the thought exercises you'd be in good shape because the thought exercises from people who actually do these things, who actually go to six, 60 different countries, who actually spend time learning different languages and meeting new people, like this is exactly what they're doing. They're reading every day. They're consistently going after what their direction is because your direction evolves. So, and you have to be educating yourself on it. You got to become obsessed, like you said earlier. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. I definitely, uh, I definitely got some reading to do, man. Um, so I'm definitely going to pick up your book uh, and start working through that too, because 
Thank you, bro. I, I truly appreciate that. Thank you again for allowing me, you know, to even come on your platform. Yeah. You know, I appreciate it. I respect it. Absolutely, man. I appreciate you too, brother, taking your time to uh, to impart some wisdom for us. Um, anything you want to say to our listeners? Uh, you want to shout yourself out? Anything uh, last minute before we get off of here? Uh, not too much. Like I said, if anybody have any questions, they need any information about traveling, it could be to Africa or anywhere else. I talk about Africa a lot, but I lived in Brazil. I lived in the Dominican Republic. I lived in Africa. I've been to Asia. You know, I've been all around the world. So if they need any information, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And I try to, you know, help you as best I can. Absolutely. That's Camp Cleveland, y'all. Um, all of the information will be in the show notes. And uh, you guys can connect with this with this young man, with this with this king who's out here writing books and doing awesome stuff, man. I appreciate you. And thank you for your contribution to the consciousness that we're trying to create with with Empower You podcast and for uh, anybody who's listening. It's 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 really great, man. So uh, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, thank you all for listening again. Follow uh camp cleveland go to his website and quick plug you know if you all are looking to to build your own network to to uh grow your own audience and and to deliver your own message your own purpose um i encourage you to start a podcast i encourage you to create a platform for you to express your desires and your purpose and i'm more than happy to help you do that um, i have all the resources that you would need um, you can always reach out to me at empower you podcast at gmail.com you can follow empower you podcast on facebook twitter instagram um and and connect with with what we're doing over here and bringing people together to um create intellectual currency and and learn new things and read every day and and interact with with guests who you just would never normally meet and so uh, i'm blessed to be in this position with uh taye ohuru and uh you know we're we we're making it happen one day at a time so happy new year to all of you all and uh yeah let's keep being great let's keep trying our absolute best and uh reading books so again you can find camp cleveland on all your platforms and uh check out that book the afro set so thank you all and i will talk to you all a little bit later peace Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.